Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I am doing San Diego Comic-Con-licious. Oh, well. yeah, man. Got that, uh, <laughs> that that SDCC going on, man. It's, it's good. Of course, it's I like to call time. it SBCC. What? <laughs> well, no, this is really great. Of course, uh, this, uh, this kind of keeps on a time-honored tradition. Of uh, after the the ta- the trailer drops, the San Diego Comic Con trailer has uh, recently dropped over this last past weekend with San Diego Comic Con, and uh, in in true Flash TV Talk fashion, we're here ready to break it down as well as some of the other announcements that came out out of San Diego Comic Con and the Flash panel at the DC TV kind of grand panel. They they rotate out a lot of the uh, the, the DC television series, all the stars, the showrunners, everything you uh, you know, all, all the good folks that you want to hear from. It's awesome. Uh, the Flash, of course, closed it out because, you know, the powerhouse of the DC TV. I know Arrow came first, but just because he came first doesn't mean he does it best. We know that's our boy, Barry. Can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, the Flash I was, well, eclipsed doesn't really work in this sense, but I guess mm. beat Arrow out in a race for supremacy. Yeah, I, I think they're they're uh, running laps around Arrow, if you will. <laughs> there we go. There but we, we go. got we got a lot of love for Arrow. We got a love for, uh, a lot of love for uh, the Legends, Supergirl, Black Lant, uh, Black Lightning, uh, and uh, an upcoming Batwoman TV show that I hear about. Ooh, yeah, yeah, look, there's a lot of news that's coming out of San Diego. Um, that Batwoman thing actually was announced beforehand, but there's also some DC movies and all kinds of things. But you know what? We're not here to talk about all that stuff. We're here to talk about one thing and one thing only. What is it? The satellite. It wasn't just me who took it down. Who was it? Another speedster. Hi. We need to talk. Uh, Who are you? I'm your daughter, Nora, from the future. Anybody need a refill? Just me? People call me XS. It's a nickname you gave me when I was a kid. And I'm kind of stuck here now. So, anybody know what to do? This is so weird. God, I love this place. I can't believe that's our daughter up there. Nora shouldn't be here. She could Marty McFly herself out of existence. She needs to be with her parents 30 years from now, not us now. Nora. I need to know. My poker face is at battle. Please, why'd you keep this from us? I think I made a big, big mistake. I'm sorry. And we can't let this get any worse. Here we go. Now let's do this. I don't have a suit. Actually, I have a backup. Total fan favorite. The Flash, man. Team Flash. Okay, this one stands out to me, Belle. This one is different from trailers that we've gotten in the past. I have felt that historically, when we've gotten trailers from Comic-Con... There have been kind of like this like mic drop moment. I think very specifically of going into season two with the audio reveal of Jay Garrick, who, of course, later on we'd find out was not Jay Garrick. But when we first heard that like epic, iconic line, my name is Jay Garrick and your world is in danger. Like that was that was huge. Like I honestly my mind was blown after that. And maybe because of that, my expectations going into that season and especially on that character were a bit too well, let's just say misplaced. 
Well, you know, not only that, if you remember last, uh, or, you know, last, se- well, no, not last season, uh, Savitar, the, the season three, mm. uh, it was a similar thing with the reveal there, right? Like to talk about Flashpoint, oh, Flashpoint's gonna be this huge big thing. And then it was two episodes long. Right. This is different. We're like something about this trailer felt very different. We did have kind of the, the mic drop moment. And yes, we'll be talking about that bling bling in just a second. But <laughs> this trailer is more about story and character and emotion. And, you know, we have been like just super hyped all last season. I don't think we've ever spent so much of a season looking forward to the next season. <laughs> and <laughs> what, I, what I mean by that, by the way, and that's not necessarily a critique of season four, although there are critiques of season four, which we made during season four. But what I mean is they were laying the groundwork for a story that I mean, like we were almost salivating for like the, the concept of Barry and Iris's daughter coming back in time and being either stuck in the present or in, you know, in action in the present was just such an exciting story to us that we've been just like just jonesing for what this season's going to be, man. And so finally we get this trailer. It is very much a character trailer, whereas the villain has been more of kind of like the, the what's to come in the past. In this season, it looks like, you know, the, the big heart of the season is going to be Nora. At least that's how I felt watching this trailer. You know, I, I really do hope so. I hope it's not one of those things like we had with Flashpoint, as I mentioned earlier, where it's like, oh, Nora messed up. And then they fix the problem that she messed up in the first or second episode. Mm. And then the rest of the season is, them, you know, dealing with repercussions for that. I kind of hope it's more of a thing where we get to, uh, you know, experience everything. And, and it's more, you know, drawn out storyline involving her mistake and the repercussions of it, as opposed to just, you know, oh, everything's fine. And Diggle, you're son is now a daughter sorry uh <laughs> you know you know like, like they did with flashpoint because i really right. like flashpoint but i wanted it to be you know like maybe they concluded the mid-season or something like that i don't know interesting uh, okay so she you know obviously she's got a quote secret of some sort you know they, she, yeah. there's that line between her and barry and she's like is my poker face my pup poker face that bad um so you know whatever she is hiding is obviously going to be exposed fairly early on otherwise it wouldn't be in the preseason trailer that being said, Bell, I, I don't know that I, I'm kind of okay if her the reason for her being here is wrapped up relatively quickly, but I would argue that I don't think hmm I, I don't think it will be. I, I've got some speedster speculation for you. Oh, lay it on me. All right, so here's what I'm thinking. I think that the reason why she came back in time has to do with Barry's disappearance in the future. Like, I think Ah. she has gone back in time in an effort to undo whatever it is that takes out Barry in the future. And this isn't like the future of the end of the season, a la season three. This is like, what, five, five, ten years from now. Like, so no, it's it's uh, 2024, right? Is that right? So it's six years from now. Oh, gosh, it's coming up. So six Six years from now in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) But point being, like, I think that she has come back in time in an effort to correct some of those issues. I think that we saw her last season during some of her jumping back and forth. And I think that there's probably part of her time travel that we have yet to see. And I think by the time we see her at the end of last season, at the beginning of this season, she's realized that perhaps you know, maybe she's created a paradox where either she doesn't exist or, you know, she could potentially not exist or maybe it's even worse. Maybe. All right, here you go. There's my speculation. Maybe she succeeds in saving Barry, but at the cost of Iris. And maybe that's why we get this kind of cagey relationship between her and her mom is like, she, like she is dealing with the trauma of, you know, her actions directly affecting her. See, I was thinking something along the lines of, uh, she so Barry disappears when Iris is pregnant and so mm. Nora never gets to meet her dad so she wants to go back in time prevent him from disappearing so she can meet him and yeah maybe there are repercussions that affect uh that affect Iris yeah um yeah. you know yeah yeah I, that that could be interesting but like it, it seems to me that she has a relationship with Iris more so than Barry uh so I, I'm assuming that maybe something Ooh, happens to interesting. Barry before she was born and so she never got a chance to meet him so she reads about him right that's what she's so infatuated with like yes. you know meeting all of his friends and his allies in these different like you know situations and places because she's never met him before he never got to tell her those stories okay and so yes yeah. look man i am a sucker for like a, a like father-daughter stories like you know and and the reason is obvious like i'm, I'm a father <laughs> of daughters like that that just speaks to me and i mean like go back go back to the crossover episode where we first meet nora when at the time we thought she was dawn we'll talk about that in just a second and and like like 
just listen to how hyped I was about the idea of this daughter seeing her father for potentially the first time with that exact theory that you just laid out, Bell. I, I mean, I would love for that to be the case. Not that I want Barry dead or to her have to have this terrible childhood. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm realizing now the problem with wanting that to be the case. But regardless, <laughs> die, Barry, die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude, he's going to say run, Nora, run at some point. I think so. And I just they got may- choked up. <laughs> he's gonna say run Nora, run yeah i think he will and i think someone's gonna say this house is bitching again no she already I mean, did she already she she said the thing she already said the thing yeah but i mean come on oh by the way cisco reacting to everything at the end of last or at the beginning of the the this uh season is going to be priceless i you know i hate that they kind of gave us that joke already but it's just it's so good that's just great so yes, yeah, so Nora is kind of the she's the hook, right? She's she was the big question mark at the end of the season. She's going to be kind of the emotion going in. Now, Bell, uh, Nora has explained to the group and therefore us that she goes by the moniker XS in the future, which she says is a name that Barry gave her. Now, for those not familiar with the comic books, XS is actually a comic book character. However, she is actually the granddaughter of Barry Allen and Iris, as opposed to the daughter. And so, it looks like what they have done with this character. Character, and I think this is really cool, is they've taken Don Allen and, and XS, uh, Jenny Ugnots, and kind of merged them into the character that we have for the television experience, which is Nora Allen. Yeah, uh, that was kind of interesting to me. And also, did you just say that Barry gave her the name XS? That's what, well, that's what Nora said. So she, oh man, that kind of like, you know, destroys my whole theory. I was just thinking about it. I, I forgot that he, that she said that he gave her that nickname. Well, in all fairness, do we know virus. who she said? She didn't say my father gave it to me. She said you gave it to me. It's very possible that she's talking to her mom at that point. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. She was talking to Iris and, uh, because that's a very iris thing i don't know yeah. maybe it is maybe well and it, it's <laughs> it's interesting man because you know jenny's costume from the the comics looks very much like the costume that you know iris iris wore well so a lot of people were making the observation last season that when iris temporarily had uh, speed and she had her costume that it was very reminiscent of jenny ugnot's costume and so a lot of people last uh last season thought that perhaps the you know the the mystery girl the future girl um don allen like whoever this person was was going to actually be, be jenny ognaz and so to some extent those people were correct in as much like they were as correct as those of us thinking that she was going to be don allen are correct because they've merged these two characters now i yeah. would argue that don allen was you know i look i i mean you know not, not to restate this but i totally called it before we got it last at the uh, last episode that you know what if instead of who we've been thinking is Don Allen would actually be named Nora Allen because that's what this Barry and this Iris would name their daughter. And I totally called that. And, you know, you know whatever. It doesn't, it, I'm, I'm not making a big deal. It's fine. It's fine. I called it. It's it's on Twitter. It's it's legit. It's timestamped. You got it. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> do, do your own research. You want to find it. <laughs> oh, no, I'll retweet it. I'll retweet it on a daily if I need to. I'm just saying I called it. Hashtag I called it. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, put that past you. <laughs> no, no. But there are a lot of people that called the excess conne- uh, connection and perhaps that, you know, she would be going under the moniker. And those people, they were correct as well. So shouts out to all those Brentac people that are out there uh, that feel they deserve a shout out as well. Um, all right. So, yeah. So she's rocking and rolling. She does have kind of the purple and yellow thing going as well. Um, you know, this kind of adds to the question mark of what does the lightning represent? You know, visually, Bell, I look at this and, you know, we, we've got a whole lot of different theories and ideas about what the lightning has represented on the show. I mean, at the end of the day, the obvious, I guess, tell of the lightning was that she was going to be the child of Barry and Iris, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, our philosophy on the purple is perhaps the idea is that, you know, the speed force is recognizing you. you. You might not be connected to the speed force, but you might be embraced by it. Or perhaps there's some sort of familiar relationship there. You know, that same theory continues, you know, could theoretically continue to go on with her um, as she does, you know, possess both the yellow and the purple. So perhaps the idea is that she is generating uh, the speed force in the same way that Barry would. But since she's not Barry, but family with Barry, she's also kind of got the purple thing going as well. Might be a stretch. No, it's not. Might be a stretch. It's probably a stretch. It- <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. You know, the speed force is Barry and Barry is the speed force. And so when Iris got connected to the speed force, she's getting connected with her husband. And so right. maybe Barry was like, you know what? I'm gonna make this special for my wife and give her a special lightning. And, you know, <laughs> and, 
you know, maybe maybe it's just something simple like that. And then, of course, excess, you know, she's got uh, the the yellow and the purple. And uh, I, I just noticed looking at the excess uh, uh, Wikipedia page that the streak that's behind the picture that they have in there is purple. Yeah. Now, that could just be because she wears a purple outfit. And so, like, you know, be like a purple streak as opposed to like a red streak with the flash. Right, you know? right, right, right. right. Um, and, and maybe that was their interpretation was that uh, they take that, they translate that into purple lightning. I don't know. But I, I like to think maybe it's, you know, we have these deep, you know, intricate theories about <laughs> about like why there's purple lightning. And uh, uh, those are more fun. But there's probably a more practical reason just because, you know, hey, it'll look cool to have Iris with purple lightning. Yeah, they rotate out writers. It's not like when the writer comes in and be like, oh, you know, this time it'll be purple. And this is, you know, this is so the podcasters out there can do some deep theological. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. It's. <laughs> Is this looks cool? Is the rule cool? But we'll yeah, still yeah. maintain our deep thoughts anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a great moment in the trailer where Iris says, "You know, I can't believe that's our daughter." And you know, Barry talks about the fact, you know, her being here is dangerous. She could Marty McFly herself out of existence. Um, you know, this is a similar, you know, situation that existed with Eobard in season one. And so, this is something that Team Flash is very aware of and aware of the effects of how this can. You know, uh, not necessarily just affect time, but actually affect her specifically. They don't want to watch their daughter, you know, discombobulate in front of them the same way Eobard Thawne did. Yeah, that'd be a horrific thing to behold. That would be terrible. It'd be absolutely awful. Um, You know, but I do like that Barry says, you know, she doesn't belong with us. She belongs with her parents, you know, us 30 years from now. Yeah. And this idea of, you know, it's it is them. But it's not them because it's them with 30 years experience. You know what I mean? Like with 30 years of raising a child, of 30 years of caring for you know this child. Now, at this point, if you're right, Bell, Barry doesn't realize that he's dead, aka or just, you know, one with the speed force or whatever you want to call it. But for all intents and purposes, I love that they're carrying on this idea that characters out of time are different from who they are. Like me in the present is not the same as me in the future, nor am I the same as me in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like if I, I, I don't have children, but if I had a kid uh, in 15 years uh, or, or like if I had a kid now and then when they turn, you know, 15 or 18 or whatever, I wouldn't want them to go back 18 years to now and meet me. Uh, <laughs> but, but Bell, but Bell, but, but dad, I, I did. <laughs> and I certainly wouldn't want them to go back even further than 18 years and meet me as I was, you know, a young adult or teenager. Uh, <laughs> so but I, I did. I, I, I did that. I befriended you, dad. And we became friends <laughs> no. in high school. And then no, no, we that, created a podcast together. And I've waited for this one moment for me to reveal it. Son. Dad. No. <laughs> you, 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 you couldn't possibly be my son because uh, I, I don't really want children. But if I ever did have one, I would name them either Liberty or uh, Taco. Until you name it after me because of the great sacrifice I do for you in the future. And then I become the own inspiration for my existence. <laughs> See now, now, now we're now we're talking time travel closed yeah, loops and all this kind of weird stuff. Sorry, so, uh, sorry, sorry <laughs> we've gotten, apologies. Gotten too far far away, uh, man. There's uh, a lot of great things in this trailer. Of course, we also get a bit of a tease as to the villain. Now, this was heavily speculated going in, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe the sequence that we saw of the you know the hooded figure with kind of the the deep breathing and and the knife. Uh, I think that was actually supposed to be part of the season finale, but it was cut due to the fact that they wanted to maintain the Nora, you know, kind of hook for next season. And they didn't want anything Uh. to kind of get in the way of that, which I think was a wise decision. Uh, But we now know, of course, the villain going into next season is a character in DC Comics named Cicada. And Bell, you know, you're originally from Mississippi. We know something about cicadas down here in the South. Sorry, I can't hear you. The cicadas are too loud. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is something. Like, I, I kind of want people to write in. If you are not, like, in the Southeast United States, do you know what cicadas are? Like, is that... Because my wife is from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so, like, whenever she goes outside in the summer, especially during cicada season, and, like, the noise is just, like, deafening, like, she's always like, I can't believe this is a, like this is a thing. This doesn't seem like this should be reality. And yet it is. Yeah, right. Like it's I, I want to say it's more of a um, like southeast, like eastern seaboard kind of thing. OK. All right. Well, let us know if uh, if you're familiar. But no, cicada is nothing like the actual giant, uh, uh, you know, grotesque bug. This is uh, this is a dude. He's actually a cult leader on the DC Comics. Now, he is a villain of the Flash. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was more of a Wally villain than a Barry villain. However, they've been doing that a lot. 
uh, in terms of sharing, you know, flash villains and kind of giving them all to Barry. Uh, Cicada, his wife was his his wife died. He got struck by lightning. He feels that if he goes around killing all of the flashes, uh, basically the people that the flash has saved, then he's generating all this energy and being able to restore his wife to life. And so he goes around slicing and dicing all these folks with this blade that looks very much like the blade that we saw on the big screen. Now, something that I don't believe, and I could be wrong here, uh, something that we we haven't seen in the comics is that this character has some sort of connection to the negative speed force. However, given the fact that we saw that red bolt of lightning, I'm of the opinion that maybe there might be a connection between him and the negative speed force. Bell. It's Eobard. It's not Eobard. I don't think it's Eobard. You think that, <laughs> oh, oh, look, look what happened. We just did a reverse. We did a reverse Flash TV talk. You think he's Eobard, I, and I don't. I had, to, I had to say it before you did, but... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to steal your thunder, but apparently you don't think so. So my my uh, my thing was all for not. No, so. that's great. No, no, no. I I don't think he's Eobard because Eobard <laughs> is out there. Um, that being said, it, you know I, I could see there being people that think he's Eobard. Yeah, what's up? No, this is what it is. So uh, Eobard is out there, right? But he yep. needs strength to come back to this time period and fight the Flash, and so he hires Cicada to act kind of like his. Uh, uh, Ooh, alchemist guy for Savitar or whatever. Uh huh. And he has, he has to kill ple- people with the uh, reverse speed force knife in order to build up energy in the reverse speed force so that Eobard can come back and fight Barry in this timeline. Interesting. Um, let me tell you why I don't think that's the case. Well, I mean, I'm just you know throwing stuff around, but yeah, 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 I just yeah. think that's a fun little theory. <laughs> no, it's it's actually not a bad theory at all. The only reason why I would say that's not the case is because we've seen the restored Eobard having no problem accessing the reverse speed force or rather the negative speed force you know the problem that he had before was that you know he existed at a time without a flash and so therefore since barry wasn't generating the speed force he had no negative speed force to pull from and so once barry started you know generating again he had to kind of like build up this reserve and utilize that whole harness to be able to access it but now he's living at a time where flashes you know he's in high speed he's in high gear so that yeah. means the negative speed force is rampant as well. But I do, I mean, like there's aspects of your theory that I actually kind of dig. I'm wondering though, if there might be some connection here, um, you know, just given the fact that there is the negative speed force element, there is the red lightning. Even if you want to say rule of cool, you know, the lightning colors don't necessarily matter. Well, we do know they do matter because even just visually speaking, yellow and purple equal Barry and Iris's child. Therefore, red equals a connection to Eobard Thawne. So if you just want to go based on that alone, uh, I think there has to be some sort of connection there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm curious as to where it's going to go and, and whether or not he's going to be connected to the speed force and it has nothing to do with Eobard per se, uh, or, or rather the reverse speed force, or if it's something to do with Eobard himself. Like, I, yeah. you know, it's yeah. Well, it's interesting. I don't know if we're going to see him going around killing like people that Barry has saved literally in the past, or if there might be a situation in which, you know, uh, he might start just going around like Barry saves the day. And at the end of the episode, the the, uh, the cookie, the, the hook for next week is that, you know, Cicada goes in and slaughter, slaughters whoever Barry just saved, which very well may be the case. And so it's almost like they're they're right behind this guy, whoever he may be. I'm excited one way or the other. I think he looks like an interesting villain. Um, you know, I, I think he's he may not be a speedster, but he does look like he's connected in some form or fashion to the speed force or the negative speed force. And because Nora's at play, time travel is back in the mix. And I think that's the thing that's got me most hyped about this season. I love time travel. I tune into this show to some extent because of the time travel. Go back to the earliest episodes of the pre-launch of the of the uh, of the television series, I talked about how excited I was for new rules to time travel. Maybe they're taking their own take on it. Like I was looking forward to kind of figuring it all out and being wrong, being right, whatever it may be. It's just something I'm excited about. And they took a step back last season, and I understand why they did. But I'm excited that they're going back into it this season, and I think they've got such a unique emotional hook in Nora that it's going to be different and it's going to be fun, and hopefully it'll resonate with a lot of folks. All right, now, Bell, we got some other news that came out of Comic-Con as well, from the panel specifically. All right, man, first off, we got to make mention of this. So Tom Kavanaugh, 
The man, the myth, the legend will actually be directing an episode this season. And not only that, it's going to be the 100th episode that he'll be directing. That's pretty cool. I know. That's that's pretty big, right? Like they're they're handing him like the 100th episode. Yeah. Has he directed? uh, I feel like he's directed a an episode before. I would not be surprised. I, I did not know that. Um has he? All right, let's look. Let's pull I, this up. I, I don't. I don't know, but I do know this. I do know this for sure. Uh, uh, Daniel Panabaker, you know, aka Caitlin Snow, aka Killer Frost, yeah, uh, is also doing her directorial debut this season. So oh, that's that's super okay. exciting. And uh, yeah, like you know, great kudos to her for for being able to you know take the reins and kind of tell a story. Uh, that she wants to tell and and hopefully it's going to be a story that we get some you know more info on killer frost and we get some you know, <laughs> some character development there and stuff like that that would be fun yeah but, she uh, needs it they've talked about how you know that we are going to get some more of her backstory going into the season and uh specifically you know who her father is and how that plays into who she is um you know the we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention of course in the trailer the 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 mic drop moment uh, the flash ring. We've got Nora giving yeah. Barry a flash ring with a new costume inside of it. And it's so, I don't know. that. <laughs> again, it's time travel and it's weird, but like it's one of those things where uh, uh, Barry gets the idea from the flash ring by seeing it in the future from someone who got the idea about putting their suit in a ring from Barry. That's, I mean, like paradoxes, man. That's, that's how I, know, I love it. I love it. it. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It just makes your head hurt thinking about it. And that's just so much fun. Yeah. We also have uh Candace and Grant discuss their relationship with Nora. Grant says that Nora is uh clingy to Barry, but distant towards Iris, which to me means that the family therapist will be making a appearance this next season. Heck yeah. That's not confirmed. That's just assumed. <laughs> that's my no, she's got to come back. Yeah, she'll be there. Because I mean, like, you know, that that's there's some, you know, there's got to be some sort of tensions there between Iris because, you know, Iris idolizes her dad. I'm, pre- I'm sure she's like, you know, angry at her mom because they never, you know, she never met her dad. According to your theory. According to my theory. But I mean, it, but w- doesn't that make sense, though? It's, it, it fits in there. She she. I think your theory is solid. I just want to make sure in the San Diego Comic-Con recap, you know, episode that we we separate our theories versus, you know, what has actually been announced. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of I'm what's it's actually more evidence. been announced. It's more evidence. It is more evidence. Speaking of what, what's actually been announced, uh, we got a new Wells, Sherlock Wells. Really? Yes. But not spelled that way. But yeah. Like S U R E L O C K E or something. I think there's a Q in there. L O Q. Sherlock Sherlock Wells. Sherlocky Wells. Sherlock Wells. Sherlock Wells. Hello, my name is Sherlock Wells. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I, it sounds to me like they could have used the Sherlock Wells last season when they're trying to like outthink the thinker because you know <laughs> the greatest detective mind in the multiverse. Yeah. You know, but uh, that I don't know. It, it'll be fun. So I, I've, I've always said it like I, I thought it was really neat uh, that, that we were going to get you know, from the beginning, you know, different wells every season. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've always appreciated what we've gotten. Uh, we've seen to have people have latched on to, to Harry from Earth 2, which is fine. But I, th- I think it'll be fun now to see a uh, uh, to, to get a, a finally a new iteration of wells. Right. Sure. Well, I mean, Earth 2 in, in and of itself was such a like almost a character. Right. Because. Yeah. Two yeah. Was it really was place in season two and they even went back in season three and yeah like i i i think it's understandable that that we we love or we we did love earth Two harrison wells but given the arc that he had at the end of last season i don't think he's coming back anytime soon no he's not he's not and and i think that was a great way to send off his character it's finally gonna allow him to like really appreciate and love and and take care of his daughter and that was that was a sweet little send-off i suppose so but why do they all have to have different names why can't it just be harrison wells of earth you know 39 like why does it have to be sherlock wells uh because podcasters and stuff when they have to talk about the characters as opposed to having to say oh harrison wells of earth 2 or harrison Harrison wells of earth 39 or harrison wells of you know whatever we can just say harry you know eobard wells 39 wells 24 wells 27 wells 3 like we could we could that's not a how would you like to be referred to by your number bo you're both 487 I don't. Am I part of a vast I, I multiverse? Bell, Bell. <laughs> am I part of a vast multiverse where I'm time traveling and interchangeable on one particular Earth Prime? No, it's more like I'm Rick and you're Morty, and like every time something happens, so you have to go find another universe and uh, find a, a, a bow that's close enough to you that I can replace without your family knowing. Okay, why do I have to be the Morty? I feel like I should be the Rick. <laughs> 
because I'll be, there can only be one Rick and I'm the Rick. All right. Yeah, I probably am the Morty in this situation. Um, yes, but one way or the other, <laughs> we do have a new Wells coming. We also, let's see. Uh, the show is supposed to get Iris back into journalism. Uh, that's, of course, was kind of teased last uh, season, but that is confirmed. That, that is going to be the case. Candace, particularly stoked about uh, being back into the journalistic mind of Iris. So hopefully, you know, I, I think that um, they talked about how they want to, you know, showcase the importance of non-superpowered people being uh, effective, right? Being part of the solution. And yeah. so to some extent, they did that last season with Iris and kind of given her such a prominent role in the team and not not just last season, just in the series as a whole. But I think that commu- that can be better communicated by giving the more human characters, like showcasing them doing heroic things in their everyday human lives. And so I'm really excited to see how they, they work that in there as well. Well, you know, in- investigative journalist Iris was pretty heroic uh, lots of times during season three when she knew she couldn't die. Right. Uh, maybe there'll be some some more adventures with her going around and, and, and checking stuff out. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, to some extent, it's the power of the pen, right? Like I like the idea that, that, you know, like being heroic within the, the tools that you're given within the, the industries that you work in. I mean, that's just something I like to see uh, highlighted in a superhero. Well, uh, sure. Show. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, as a journalist, you know, she can go into some, some dicey situations. For All right. So next up we got, uh, we did get the confirmation that Cicada is the villain. Uh, uh, Chris Klein is the, uh, the one that is playing him. I'm not familiar with him, his work, all that much. Sounds kind of like Chris Pine. It does sound like Chris Pine, but he doesn't look like Chris Pine. He looks like Chris Klein. Also, we got uh, some confirmation. This is a big one. There will be deaths this season. I mean, that that's always a cop-out answer for me because a lot of people died last season because, you know, a satellite fell down on people. No, but I mean, they wouldn't say it if there wasn't like, you know, major deaths. You know what I mean? Like, like important deaths and i think some of the other stuff kind of goes into this so you know you remember last season man that like i was i was of the mindset that we've got too many characters and somebody has to die yeah 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 i still feel that way like going in all right so the other the other news we got is that an lgbtq character will be introduced and i was well it is nice if it's turns out to be one of the characters that we already know about but if they're going to cram yet another character in here that i'm even more like Thinking like, yeah, we need some like serious deaths going on. <laughs> I, I interpreted that, or at least I'm I'm trying to comfort myself in that. That what they're referring to is that either one of the characters will be introduced as LGBTQ, or one of the new characters, Nora or uh, or Cicada, will be will be LGBT. That would that would yeah, be yeah. a way to at least you know. But if we're gonna on top of the existing characters get another one, then yeah, we're gonna the axe needs to fly all over the place. I, I yeah. did think about this. What if this could be kind of interesting, Bell? What if uh, Ralph, you know, what if he was actually trans, especially since that is literally his power to actually like transform himself? That could be interesting. Like if he ended up being the character that they're talking about, that would give a fresh take on Ralph. What if, oh, Bell, what if Ralph is actually Sue Dibney? Ralph is? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to put it out there. He like, And I know that like some people are like, no, but I'm like, no, I already hate Ralph as he is, so I think he needs to be completely reworked if he's not going to be thrown out. And I say <laughs> rework him, like literally rework. Have him be Sue. Could be cool. <laughs> Let's see oh, what happens. Yeah, but, but by the way, uh, you, you have, you are familiar with, with Chris Klein. I am? Uh, yeah, he, he played uh, Chris Oz Ostricker in the American Pie movies. Oh, he does look okay. Yeah, th- there was something yeah. really creepy about his eyes, and now I see it. That's where you've seen him from. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I never so watched those up. movies, but I know I, I know of them. Uh, the season's theme overall is legacy, which is appropriate, especially given the fact that you know uh, that that uh, uh, Nora is going to uh, play such a uh, important character. And my guess is, given the information that we've already discussed, perhaps the deaths will be related to some of the more parental characters that we have. Oh, uh, you think Papa Joe's going to gonna eat it? Could be. That'd Could be sad. Be. I, it will be sad when it happens, but I think at some point it has to. I don't want to lose him, but at the same time, we're already kind of losing him because he's getting kind of pushed to the side as all these new characters come in, and there's a baby now, so it's like all over the place. Yeah, but that would be a terrible thing to like, you know, unless Joe dying makes the baby somehow become, you know, Daniel West. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, a younger version of the rogues is coming this season. Now that's interesting. What do you think that means? Bell, a younger version of the rogues. Uh-huh. Hmm. 
Do you think that's like a sidekicks of the rogues or do you think it's literally the rogues of the past? I mean, it sounds like rogues of the past. Interesting. Like they come from the past. Maybe that's maybe that's part of Nora's mess up is that she went, you know, and and, and because of her meddling with time caused uh, the rogues from the past to come into the future. Interesting. Like she created like a teenage snart and uh, and, you know, weather wizard and and yeah. Uh, the top i'm trying to think of which which rogues are currently in play Golden glider since heat wave was captured and taken over to the legacy the legends uh golden glider yeah well and then we have a, a music meister but because i mean he's through flashpoint now he's a good guy but i mean is that something that's going to stick we don't know i mean it, but an earlier version of him would be bad before he had his character <laughs> music meister you know? no, no 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 my friend you're thinking of the pied piper well that's I the other pied piper that was the other thing too i was thinking about with the lgbt thing i was like we actually have some really good LGBT like like characters that are like painfully underused. Like Captain Singh only shows up like oh it's a special occasion. Captain Singh's gonna like pop in for two seconds and then he's gone. And then we haven't yeah. seen Pied Piper and like since Flashpoint or no this was post Flashpoint or this was pre Flashpoint. When did he have the time travel uh, uh, reset? That was Flashpoint, wasn't it? Was it Flashpoint? I thought it was season two. I thought it was season two. Like Barry had to go back to talk to Eobard. And then in the process ended up changing time. And he learned that if he goes back in time, he could potentially change the present. That was season two because he also had a speed deem or a, um, a time wraith come after him because of that. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that was it. That was it. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so Pipe Piper's out there as well. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think one way or the other, we're either looking at young rogues from the future or younger versions of the rogues who have been roguified and uh, have come to the present. I'm really excited for what that can mean. Uh, let's see. We also get maybe there could be an arrow-free vowel renewal. Oh, uh, that means they'll actually get married without, you know, Felicity and, and Oliver kind of stealing their limelight. Oh, uh, okay. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. That was the worst. <laughs> I, I figured you wouldn't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it was special and everything else, but like literally every single time Barry and Iris are trying to do something special, you know, somebody, Felicity, is like, oh no, it's all about us. It's got to be all about Elicity. It's got to be yeah. all about Elicity. You can't do this. We were here first. We were here first. You have better ratings, but we were here first. You're fun, but we were here first. <laughs> You've still got fresh ideas, but we were here first. So, yeah. Oh, you had a rough fourth season? We did that first. That was us on, we, we did that first. <laughs> anyway i mean you know it's yeah they they were around first and shade i'm throwing some shade at arrow that's how i do it yeah yeah you all right so uh hate. ralph speaking of felicity ralph uh in uh in cisco we're gonna actually have a bromance uh going into this season uh but you're gonna hate that i bet i am <laughs> uh <and laughs> unless unless they do something crazy with ralph like turn him into sue just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Whatever it takes. Hashtag whatever it takes. Just get rid of Ralph. I know. I know. Some of y'all. Uh, some of y'all have left the podcast already because of my Ralph hate. I apologize. Yeah. Sort how of. dare you? Yeah. I know. I know. Anyway. <laughs> All right, man. So that's kind of the talking points from the from the panel and Comic Con as a whole. Uh, overall, man. I mean, wh- where are you feeling on this season going in? You excited? You kind of meh? You, what are you, What are you thinking? Man, I'm like you, you know, I, I like, I like uh, time travel. I think it's fun. I think there's some interesting stuff that can happen with that. So, uh, kind of looking forward to it. And I, uh, I'm really interested to see where Nora's story goes, like what the problems are. Is there a twin involved? We still haven't gotten an answer to the whole, you know, we need a whole lot more diapers kind of thing. Uh, so I'm hoping we'll get some answers mm, to that. That's good, Bell. Good catch. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and then so I'm wondering if if perhaps uh, Cicada has any interactions with XS. Like, is is her mistake part of why he's there? What is his connection with the with the Reverse Speed Force? Like, all of these. There's a lot of like really interesting questions. Not not like not the kind of stuff where it's like, oh yeah, whatever. But it's it's like I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing where that's going to go. And uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited about this season. I think it's going to be good. And um, you know, I'm just looking forward to having some of these really interesting questions finally get answered. Yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about the whole twin aspect of it. I guess I've just been so stoked about Nora. Though, what if... Oh, man. All right. What if we do find out that there's a twin in the picture? And what, what if, if this is... Well, hang on. Just just hear me out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> there's a twin in the picture. 
And what if we're right that, that Joe dies? And since this is all about legacy, what do you think that Barry and Iris would name the boy twin? Joe. They'd name him Joe. What if she has a brother named Joe? Hmm. And they're the tornado twins. I don't know. I, I just, I, I, that just, that just hit me. I don't know. Maybe not. We'll see. They're going to need more diapers at some point. Yeah. And, and I mean, that would be interesting. What if, what if the repercussion is, you know, they fix Nora's stuff and at the season end, as opposed like they, they announce that they're pregnant or no, but I don't, <sighs> can I tell you something else that I'm like super stoked about? Like yeah. Jessica Parker Kennedy is a phenomenal actress. Like she is a phenomenal actress. And a lot of times with some of the stunt cat, not stunt casting, but some of the, some of these CW shows, when they like rotate in like different actors for like, you know, part-time regulars, they get like, how do I say this? They're soap opera talent. And that's not a bad thing. We've seen some amazing actors and actresses come through soap operas. There's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah. you know. John the, Wesley Ship used to be on a show, soap opera. He's so amazing. He, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Bell. Yes, exactly. Right. But like sometimes there, there, there's just, I don't know, some of the casting that, that the CW makes is, is, is not always the best, except for The Flash. The Flash has been killing it. The Flash has been killing it. Like when they pull on season regulars, they get freaking Malcoy, they, Malfoy. They get freaking Draco Malfoy. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> they're getting, they're getting like rock star movie actors. They're getting, they're getting like freaking Jessica Parker Kennedy. If y'all, if y'all don't know her work, you need to check her out. Like her range is incredible. I cannot tell you how stoked I am that she is playing Nora Allen. That just, it, it just, it, I'm, I'm stoked, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for it. Uh, we will see where she takes the character and where this season takes us to infinity and beyond. No doubt. Uh, yeah. So any, any other thoughts about, I know I, I kind of cut you off. So any other thoughts about this season? Oh man. Uh, is it October yet? <laughs> <laughs> I wish man, but we got a lot of fun between now and then it's going to be uh it's going to be a fun summer of speculation, uh, as we all beat the heat together. You know, we did get some, uh, some new trailers in with the, uh, with the, um, Shazam and, uh, and Aquaman. Uh, you know, we don't, I, 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 you know, I would love to to spend a little bit more time talking about that, but we're kind of tight for the time that we have right now. Uh, suffice to say, Bell, you know, DC on the movie side, they they've tricked me before with these trailers. They always are really good at making some trailers, and I, I think I'm ready to get my heart broken again. I think I'm actually looking forward to Aquaman and Shazam. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like I'm I'm looking forward to them, but I mean, you know, I've been betrayed before, We've and so I'm kind before. of yeah, I'm I'm kind of used to it, and so. You know, I'm going in there like, you know, kind of like half wincing, getting ready to get slapped in the face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it, it is a, a pseudo abusive relationship, right? Like we keep yeah, going yeah. back, even though, you know, we keep getting punched. Like what's, what's going on here? My my hope is that like, because this is this is what I what I really wanted. Like I like comic book movies, you know, I like DC, yeah. I like Marvel. And uh, what I, I was excited to hear that DC was going in a different direction than Marvel, right? Because, you know, the, the variety is the spice of life. And so, you know, I was I was happy to hear about that. But like, they they didn't do a good job in in, mm-hmm. in the direction that they went, and I hope that, that their you know course correct is not to hey let's just make Marvel movies because I don't I don't, don't want to see that right? I don't I don't think that's the case I mean Aquaman in particular looks like a DC movie you know what I mean yeah because like, it's, it's so dark <laughs> well it's like it's- yeah but I mean it, it just I don't know there's something about it that I'm just really stoked for and it just looks beautiful and again we've been here before I've seen beautiful trailers for DC movies that have gotten me excited. And then just didn't didn't hit the mark, but I, I don't know. I've I've been you know I've been pro Jason Momoa as Aquaman since day one. I I dug his portrayal. I mean I get that it's different from most of the Aquaman interpretations of the comics. I get that, but I don't know. I'm kind of excited for this interpretation on Aquaman. And well, it's like Surfer Dude Aquaman. I think that's a really neat idea. Yeah, and I, I like I like the whole epic nature of the Under the Sea battle. And oh my gosh, Black Manta, like. You you talk about like one of the weirdest kind of almost like classically lame looking costumes, <laughs> and they make that thing look ba dude. Like the same thing happened when uh, Black Manta came to um oh gosh, Injustice when he was in Injustice two. Like one of my favorite characters to play with in Injustice two is Black Manta, and even like Young Justice. I think actually Young Justice was the first time where all of a sudden I was like, dude, Black Manta. Like that's a that's a, that's this is a cool character. I'll give you Young Justice. I really liked it, uh, the uh, how they did him there, but uh, 
I don't know. It, it, the helmet just looks so goofy. No, no, it's awesome. <laughs> but the eye beams were cool. Like when you're shooting eye beams, I was like, all right, that's cool. Like that's neat. But uh, it works for me, man. I'm, I'm stoked I, for it. Yeah, you know, I, I will say this though. I, I you know, it's it's uh, you know, you, when you look at the Brian Singer X Men films and how different mm. uh, the costumes were uh, from their uh, comic book counterparts, and now you look at you know X Men Apocalypse and uh, or I, I guess it's uh, right, right, right. The, the the new one that like where they have the the blue X and it looks like uh, the astonishing X Men Joss Whedon run sure like uh I, yeah I mean I, I think that's class. great yeah first class yeah, yeah yeah and so uh uh I'm excited that they're hanging on to the comic book roots and they you know they because that's kind of a thing you know comic books are ridiculous and like Legends of Tomorrow if you if you embrace that and you make it work then it can work and so you know it, it I, I feel like there's potential there since they're you know they're not changing the design too terribly much at least for black manta that right. you know maybe they're they're just going to embrace that and kind of roll with it we'll see man we'll see we we live in an interesting era um and who knows maybe this is a turning point for dc and for those of you who are like well wonder Woman was a turning point i ah, wonder Woman was a step in the right direction but they did some step back since then so like you know yeah. we need we need a general turning point uh, a lot of confusion going around about what the uh, movie universe status is I've always suggested and thought that it makes sense for DC to exist more in a multiverse and to really embrace that. And maybe even having crossovers uh, like, like what we got in Supergirl and the flash. Like that's, that's fun. You can, you can have a multiverse. It works. So we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Shazam, any, any kind of quick thoughts on Shazam? Uh, Shazam looked fun. I, I, that one looks really interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of more excited about Shazam than I am Aquaman. Yeah. I mean, it's different. It's a fresh take, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fresh take. It looks neat. Uh, and that kind of like, uh, oh, what's his name? Zachary, uh, the guy who's playing the adult Shazam. I do not know him or his work. It's just it, it, the way he just accompanied, you know, a uh, thirteen-year-old boy was just like that's going to be. It's going to be a joy to watch him do that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that'll be really neat. Uh, and yeah, it looks it looks like it looks to be a fun movie, and that's just something that you know we've kind of missed in the DC universe. They're just not really enjoyable films for the most part, with the exception of wonder woman. And that's the only one that I can name that I really enjoyed. That's true. Uh, and wonder woman was more enjoyable from an iconic standpoint than like a fun standpoint. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it just, it was a, it was, it was a well done story and you know, it was well acted and it just, it worked. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah, but yeah it, I guess that's my point. Like, you know, we've talked about this already on panel to screen, but like wonder woman worked and that's why it's like, eons above everything else that dc has done on the big screen in this current era like it's such but, a low bar <laughs> well, well, and, right but, but hold on though but, like, i don't think you're giving it due credit because like yeah you, you can't compare it to the other films in the dc universe because they're so bad right uh but it, to, to say that it's better than all of them doesn't doesn't give it the credit it deserves it, it's up there it's like it's a you know like i would compare it to you know some of my favorite marvel movies right you know as, as far as the, the level of uh of of you know production and acting and like all these fun things like I, I don't i don't think it's you know it's it's better than thor 2 i liked thor 2 i'm like one of the only people on the planet that actually liked thor 2 i didn't dislike it it just wasn't is all that, that true? great to me what is that true though would i would i if if given the choice right now you would you would choose to rewatch wonder woman than uh thor 2 with meow meow oh, it's got meow meow doesn't it's it? got meow meow in it and I kind of, I kind of have a thing for Cat Dennings, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. It's Cat Dennings versus Wonder Woman. Who wins? Fight! Oh, Gal Gadot versus Cat Dennings. That's hard. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, like it, it, it doesn't get the uh, comparing it to the rest of the DC universe doesn't give it the credit it deserves. That's that's, that's what I'm gonna say. And that's and fair. and I feel hopeful for uh, Shazam, less so for Aquaman, but it's James Wan, and so you know he's a good director. So we'll see what he can do. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair point. Um, but yeah, so yeah, one way or the other, these two films look incredible and a lot, a lot of fun, and we will definitely be watching them and reviewing them for panel to screen, which of course is currently sharing the, uh, the feed over at flashtvtalk.com. Uh, so for those of you who are listening to this episode and you're like, Hey guys, why were y'all reviewing all those non DC non flash films? That's why. Cause panel to screen is uh, temporarily and for the interim foreseeable future. Uh, sharing a feed over here but uh, one way or the other we really appreciate you guys for tuning in hope you've enjoyed this uh this kind of discussion and commentary on the news from comic-con what did you think are you looking forward to season five guess what you'll have the opportunity to talk with us about it because i think we'll be able to do a call-in show prior to the season as we've done in the past so like a pre-season call-in show ideally the week before the flash uh, season premiere season five premiere 
But we'll have more information on that as we get closer to it. The best way to keep up with us is to follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. And if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. That's right. You can also keep up with us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash flash TV talk. Uh, also, big ups to Charlie Bach for providing our outro music. Find his work at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. That's going to do it for us for this week. But until next time, guys, we'll be back in a flash. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.